Crane. We are back with another Black Widow Crane podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World with my sidekick, David Malave, um, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. And today's topic is called Four Tips for Concert Photographers. Let's get right into that motherfucking intro. Take some fucking notes, you bitch. And welcome back. Um, we wanted to suggest uh, a video for you guys to check out if you haven't checked it out yet. On the Black Window Cream YouTube channel, we started a new series called In the Field, where we basically go in the field with different creators and kind of share an interesting aspect of what their life is like behind the scenes. And we wanted to suggest the In the Field episode with Levi Turner. He was a podcast guest, and we went behind the scenes with him on his tour with Joey Badass and made a really cool video that I think you guys will all really love. So definitely check that out. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and turn on post notifications, all the bullshit you have to do to be alerted whenever we drop something. That'd be great. Uh, if you're new to this, what is a morning roast? Dave, what's a morning roast? Morning roast is a deep dive into different creative topics. We talk on anything that has to do with creativity and we just chop it up and ramble about shit for 30 minutes. We definitely do. So we're glad that you're here. We do these every single Wednesday and on Sundays we do interviews. And what else is on this list? Stick around after the episode. We do um, an iTunes review of the week where we give away some fucking fire ass black window cream stickers that you can't even buy in the merch store. If you leave a fire interview or interview review uh, on our iTunes then we get you some stickers and we'll read your shit at the end of the thing. As well as we answer the question of the day in our Discord channel. So we're gonna do that right after this fucking episode about four tips for concert photographers. I think that this is a great episode for us to start today because, or just to put out because there's so many photographers that are in the community that really target shooting shows. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of other photographers that do a lot of different styles of shooting, but when, when it comes to shooting concerts, I, I think there's a few different tips uh, that you outlined that are, I think are great to, topics to talk about, but there's a few things that I think everyone should know, whether you're going to shoot a show with literally like eight people, all the way to 80,000 people, right? This All these rules or these tips kind of go in line with any type of show when it comes to shooting concert photography, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with number one. What's number one? Uh, number one is get the set list and know the set list, which super crucial. Which I think you know it's easy to say. Not everyone can do this, but if you can, I feel like you can at least try to get it. Regardless if because if you're shooting for the venue, or if you're shooting for if you're shooting for the artist, you should have the set list. If you're shooting for the venue, you could probably ask a production manager or promotion manager, whoever is working on stage to get you, they should have a set list from the artists, you know, or the, the people working in front of house. And then if you're able to do research, if you don't know the artist and you do research at the beginning, before you go in, you should ha be familiar with their songs and this is gonna help for a lot of reasons. Totally, or or more importantly, like I've, I've definitely shot artists that I even know and sometimes they do renditions of records so you kind of don't expect certain parts of a song to happen or whatever. So you might not be familiar with their music, but the main thing that you're looking for when you get a set list is you're understanding their run of show and certain moments that will happen. Like maybe there's a break where there's a section in the 
the whole set where they take like a five minute break and they have a video that's playing during that. And you could use that time to get from one part of the venue to the next, or maybe they show you where the pyro hits are going to be, or maybe they have CO2 that are going to blast off during certain songs. Uh, an example of this is when we went to shoot that K-pop group, uh, NCT 127. I don't know any of their fucking songs. I just got invited to shoot them. And so we were looking at their set list and met the, the pyro guy. The pyro guy was able to tell us, hey, there's only two songs that, the, that have pyro throughout the entire set. And our goal is to make the set look as amazing as possible. So we had to learn when those pyro cues were going to be so that we could be in certain spots. So now that we know, cool, there's this song that happens, the fourth song into the set has pyro. And then the, you know, the 20th song has pyro. We kind of knew maybe on the first set of pyro, we get a shot from the stage point of view with pyro so we could see fire in the crowd. And then on the, on the last pyro hit, we get a shot up in the front where we can see the artist with the pyro and we shoot it in slow motion and it's from this angle and this angle. So it was like we strategized based on that note so that we knew where to be because the worst part is if you know a pyro hit's gonna happen and you're at the top of a stadium or you're outside for some reason, you know what I mean? Whatever the, wherever you're at and you miss that pyro cue, you're losing shots. So having that set list, whether you know the songs or not, it's like trying to identify key moments in the set is so important. And uh, you had Levi Turner on here too, which is a solid note. You should dive into that real quick. Right. How, how he used um, it. Just piggybacking off the NCT thing. Another thing that I think was helpful in that is, yeah, we don't know any of their songs, but obviously we did our research. So we, do, we didn't know, we knew like their six best ones, right? right? So in the set list, if I know like Simon Says, is the sixth song and I know what that sounds like so when Simon Says happened I'm like, I can go on the set list and be like okay cool we're like somewhere in this area you right, know? Right. which helps a ton another thing when we asked the pyro guy and, and uh, one of the people working with the artists is I, I remember asking them like what was the energy of the show like and how does it progress and they told us the first five songs are high energy soup they come off from flame and then they and we knew from rehearsals obviously but they told us and after they they start singing on on uh on microphones they sit down it's and like so we, really we, chill. we knew that at the beginning we got to make we had to make sure that that we, that was all the energy we we're going to get so we needed to get everything that was hyphy we needed to get all the pyro all the moving shots of them dancing mm -hmm. and when we got to the slow part we could kind of take a break and reassess and kind of like get some more right. slow cinematic stuff yeah and so that helps i think a lot of what happens what what has to do with concert photography is like it's almost i consider it like a sport because it's you can't you can plan as much as you want but the show happens and it's almost instinctual like where you are and where you're going to be mm -hmm. and that's part of the skill of it i feel like is being in the right places at the right time and knowing what's happening and the more prepared you can be with knowing the set list knowing their music beforehand is going to help you kind of have that spidey sense and, and move where and be in places you're supposed to be to get the best shots because i feel like you could be like something crazy could happen, but if you're in the wrong spot, you're not going to get the shot. And no. th that's what you need. You need those, you need to have those moments where like, damn, you were right here when the confetti went off. Right. You were right here when he staged over in the crowd. And mm -hmm. like some of that's luck, but you can help yourself. I feel like. And I think, so we, we talked about it and, and you see it in Levi's episode, the in the field episode we were talking about earlier, you'll be able to see him kind of stage plot out in the venue that he was at. We were doing another in the field episode, which should drop a week from now um, with Danilo. He is chain smokers photographer. And so we went with him, Nikos went and shot with him in Chicago and shows how he plans. He knows he's been on tour. So he's a, an artist that's with, he's a creator that's with the artist, right? And so he's had the ability to not only like sit in on rehearsals, but also see the show happen after night after night and see the changes happen. They may have, you know, the first show may be different than the third show. So he's able to see the developments, but then he's able to plan specific spots, points that he knows are going to be the illest 
this is going to be better than this spot. All right, cool. Let's cover that shit. After he's got that covered for one show, maybe now on the next time that same pyro hit goes off, he'll be in a different location that he thinks will also be ill. So he's kind of hitting his checklist and getting a range of different angles and all this shit. So planning it out is so strategic. And another way like that we would do on tour was um, we would... I, I had it on my laminate before. I, I like remember I printed off and made a sticky of like my tour with Q. I had like the show uh, set list on my laminate, but I also we also would put it on our phones too, and and we would change because our on Beyonce and Jay Z's thing, it's constantly changing, right? Like we, we oh maybe we'll add a song or we'll remove this or we'll get rid of this. Uh, pyro may be on or off depending on like which venue we're in. Exactly. So by having a new screenshot, like we one of us would always take a photo of it wherever they posted underneath the stage, and yeah. then we like send it to each other, and then we just make that our our background on yeah, our phone I, I love i think that's the dopest tip because you got you're always moving you got to just pull your phone out look it up be like okay cool i have from this time to this time mm-hmm. to get where i need to go right and at times where i've missed it it's like I, I remember like i would go up i randomly i just found myself like up in the nosebleeds right and i usually have like moments during the show where i want to be in the nosebleeds but then all of a sudden i'm just there and i'm like fuck and then all of a sudden i hear something like a, a song cue that i'm hearing and i'm like not really paying attention to the music at this point. I'm just focused on like a trick shot or something like that. And I hear it. I'm like, fuck, I need to be like, this is about to happen. And I, and I'm like sprinting through hallways, trying to run downstairs, get caught up in certain spots because I didn't, you know, I made an error by not like going and and researching like the venue and understanding like how to get from point A to point B. So I fuck myself and I miss out on shots and I panic or I'm prant. Oh my God. I can't talk today. Frantic, frantic, frantically running through the hallways trying to get from a to b around all these fans and try to go through all of a sudden the door is locked and you miss shots and all of a sudden you're you're totally fucking up yeah. like 20 minutes of a show you know what i mean and you I miss know. Out on that stuff. i mean that you're honestly lucky on tour because you know like okay you get another shot at yeah. two days from now but when it's a one-off like those pressure those moments are pre- uh, like high pressure because you can't if you miss it you miss it mm-hmm. that it's not happening again you know and i feel like that's why if you can get the set list and ask someone is so important because um Pre, before the show pre-visualizing like I would do that all the time I would because right. there was a lot of time before shows where I would be just waiting mm-hmm. and I would literally sit there at the stylist and stare at it and write in my notepad I, that, like as you learn the show you start this is tour advice but you start learning the show you know like I knew off memory exactly like at every part of the song where she where B was going to be where, where does Jay come out right. where the dancers are moving in here they're doing this up on the on the scaffolding and like planning that out if you can Visualizing, like, okay, when this song, and Danilo says this in his podcast too, he'd be like, at this song, I'm gonna be here and spend 20 minutes here, and there's gonna be three pyro hits, and I'll get that. And then at this song, I know that he usually jumps off the DJ booth, so I'm gonna go right. behind him. And like, if you know that, then you can start moving strategic because I feel like, like you said, if you're not pre visualizing, sometimes you might get lost uh-huh. and you kind of gotta make do with where you're at, but. Right but that you can end up losing some stuff, I feel like. And and if you're not on tour with an artist, if you're just like going to shoot a festival or a show, it's like learn your angles. Like what are all of the possibilities that you have to cover the show? And then understand like, all right, there's no pyro, this is a small show, but you have the same issue. Like if you know there's a moment where the song's gonna be hyped as fuck and you, you know you know this artist or whatever, they're headlining the show in your local city or whatever. So you know when they play blah 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 song when fucking Lil Nas X plays Old Town Road yeah. and you don't, you're not really familiar with his other records you know for a fact when Old Town Road goes off it's going to be insane what's the best angle I could possibly get for when that happens and then how could I try to learn around what time that's going to happen so I don't catch myself in the back of the venue getting like a cool wide shot and all of a sudden that song goes off and I'm trying to fight my way to the front but so is everyone else because they want to sing this song or crowd surf or whatever the fuck and you can't get there you just can't get onto the stage and you miss the most crucial moment of his set you know so yeah. Yeah. thinking outside of the box that way is going to be key 
definitely use the screensaver thing. If you can print it out, whatever you got to do to make sure you have that, that set list on you, um, is always mad crucial or just try to like talk to people, talk to the crew, talk to whoever you can. That's going to give you inside looks on like key moments. Cause chances are, if you're shooting a show that's touring to you and it's coming through your city, meet the crew, try to meet whoever the fuck you can. That's not from the same town as you because they've been paying attention to the show over and over and over again. And they want to help people get cool access to shit. Yeah. So the, Oh, you trust me, dude. When I do this thing with the lights in four minutes into the set, you want to see that from right fucking here. Cause Facts. I made it for that person <laughs> that's standing right here. Yeah. So if your camera's there, you're going to get the illest shot. And just by having a conversation with the engineer, the lighting the front of house guy, that, I, feel, I honestly feel with. like that could be a good tip. Like, if you're friendly and you walk up to the cool ass dudes that are in front of house that just love what they do and they love lights and you just chop it up, hey, you know, I'm, I'm shooting here for the house or whatever, I'm shooting blah, blah, blah. Like, just could you have any information about the set? That'd be awesome. Yeah. I guarantee one of them would be like, All they day. got the set list printed on the shit. We're low key, you could just zoom in on your iPhone and take a photo of yeah. it, honestly. Like, or it's just it. memorized and they, yeah. they, but they're happy to talk. Like, they all are bored as shit. No one knows who they are. So, right. like, when someone comes up to them and be like, hey, you're on tour with blah, 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 right? Yes, I am. Make sure you get that person. Don't get the house guy that's just pre programming some bullshit lights just because he's got to be there, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Or her, whatever. You just want to make sure you find the right crew member that could give you some inside access. But, cool. That's right, number, number one. Two? Number two is. Man, this is gonna be a fire episode. Number I got two, coffee beans in my fucking. Take teeth. your photos out of the element performance, and I got we got this one. I'm uh, crediting Ravy B for this because she she talked about this in her uh, podcast interview that we did with her, yep. and I think this is dope because I feel like you all the concert photographers you look up to, like a Greg Nar, like a Raven, or like Andrew on our tour, any of these people you really look up to that are super dope. It's it's like they the reason why they're so tight is not because they're they're just getting so the shots they're getting are so much better than everyone else's when people are just performing and they have their mics is they're getting these like frameable like moments that no one else has right mm -hmm. and that's like what sets you apart is though th not only the selection of those moments but really capturing them and like setting yourself apart right and i feel like people can get stuck into the, to the lane of just like cool i'm gonna get the mic shot or i'm gonna get like you know behind them get the big crowd or just like whatever and i feel like if you go into the show thinking like, how can I get, what photos can I get that can really make me stand out? Or especially if you're trying to get in with these artists, like what photos do they already have a million times and what can, what do, don't they have that I can provide? Right. Right. And um, so that's what this is about. And what do you think about that? I, yeah, 100% agree. And this goes, I think this can work beyond music, right? Like you can use this tip for any type of photography because if you go to any, mainly when you're at an event, that's the part where you struggle to get something that's going to be different than what most people would imagine you could get there. Right. So you're at, you're at a fucking, you know, whatever mixer party, whatever album release party, whatever it is you had, your content is going to be pretty similar to any other creator that's there trying to capture the same content. So how do you stick out like a sore thumb with your content or find a way to make something unique and different? Um, and that could go for like, like if you're at a fucking, rally and Obama's there and he's walking around and it's like you could get a shot of him on the podium talking right he's just talking to everyone or you could try to find a way to catch him in the move try to find something where you could shoot a high sh uh, fast shutter speed and like capture him on the walk but he's kind of glancing to the side and it's just like an interesting perspective where you only have so many options so everyone's going to shoot that but maybe you missed that to go stand over in this one spot where you think he's going to be, you know, ushered off stage to capture a quick walking shot that looks a little different or looks a little bit more strategic um, and find ways to stick out. So like, especially in shows, find a way to make it look like 
uh, they're in a different element than just a concert element or, you know, avoid like those specific shots that just look so default when it comes to that type of shit. It's like, that's the stuff that people really love is like these wild moments where it doesn't feel like a concert anymore. It feels like its own organic photo shoot, you know? Exactly. That's, that's where it is the, the, the line that I love the most is like, if you can get the shot that seems like the, like you or only person that had like had access to shoot it mm. versus like the same shot because people are limited like if you're shooting the same local venue like i used to in austin like you have like four spots to shoot because right. the venue's small you right. got the little pit that's like this big you got behind the stage if you can get on there behind the crowd like you can get up in the crowd you know what i mean but even that's like kind of an example of like you know if everyone's shooting the same low angle pit shot of the dude with the mic of the, the artist with the mic right like why not get literally go with your camera and bust through the crowd and get right in the middle of the crowd with hands in front of your face or like right. figure out we'll get to this in the next one because it's an example but like to turn around and find like the the illest looking fan and get like a really sick like portrait of them or right. you know Baith, uh who just on I was the just podcast bring that up. she you know she's shooting festivals and of course like you know when you're shooting so many different artists you have so many so much variety and the stage is so massive you can get different angles but also like she talked about how she would just you know find her way backstage and literally ask the artist, Hey, can I, can I have you pose here and like take mm-hmm. a portrait of you or blah, blah, blah. And that's how she gets these moments that she's like able to print that look like, like it was literally a f- portrait photo shoot, but she was just taking it backstage, you know, which is hard to get that access. So that's one thing is being able tip two works. If you have access to be able to get them to like grab a shot of them, post it up like right before they go on set or whatever it is. And you find, you got the only shot of them, posing to you with a different backdrop than everyone else when you're there. But the struggle is like finding a way to create new types of angles or new ways that you can make it look a little different than what everyone else is. If, I mean, think about it. If you're in the pit and you're shooting low, low to high, and then I stand next to you and I throw a monopod up and I'm able to extend over and get a shot that's like head to head, you know what I mean? Like directly level with the artist, my shots are gonna look different than your shots. 100%. Your shots are gonna look like everyone else's. Right. I'm not saying, and this is probably gonna pro- become a problem soon is that everyone's gonna be getting uh, monopods banned because it's just a bunch of fucking selfie sticks up in the air and it's gonna yeah. be a problem. But like you can find strategic ways where the people that go out and get the shots with uh, 360 cameras on a high ass monopod that you showed me the other yeah, day. Yeah, that show was sick. People in the back, even be back in the day, what what was the, the what's the stick, the monopod that's like super, super tall? The photo mask. The photo mask, like that dude using that shit. It's yeah. like going all the way in the back and finding a way. It's not but distracting. That's how, he, that's how he separated himself. Right. Because like he's, he's touring with the, and his shots can look the same, but he's like, you know what? He's getting these 200, not 200 feet, like fucking how, 50 feet, 40, right. whatever. Le- uh, like stage level 12 millimeter massive photos that right. everyone's like how do you get this is this a drone right you it had to mean? have been a drone before but right. it's not and it's funny it's like it would have been easier just to get it with a drone but you had to hold this fucking tallest pole yeah. regardless it's just finding ways to create another level to your shit you know what I mean like, I feel like that's what everyone in content is doing now it's like how do I make this better oh I'm gonna make like how do I make slideshows cool well now I'm gonna create my own uh, backdrop that can go across four slides and I'm gonna manipulate video and this and then you have like Levi Turner style you know what I mean but he just took it from people just posting four photos sliding to here's four, 15 photos in a slide of fours and making this shit stick out you know you have to find ways to creatively level up every time that's gonna make you stick outside of uh everybody else but i think that's like making make, try to get the element of like taking them out of the performance or finding a new interesting well, yeah because we, we got into this because uh greg nor who's obviously everyone knows he's ill um he 
had an article one time and he talked about his strategy and he would always say like for the first three songs he would he would really focus on trying to like visualize as if he was shooting a one-on-one photo shoot with the artist and he would shoot he would start off really tight with mm-hmm. long lens because he's like they come out early they're not sweaty yet that's when they have the most energy and i want to get the emotion that they're putting out to the audience at the beginning right and then he would move wider as the show went on and that's the strategy of like at the beginning it's like and raven talked about this too is like you can choose the photo with the mic where they're rapping or you can choose a photo with the mic down and they're like you see that emotion like that kanye photo she had in her she showed us like even like um I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example like SZA when she performed at Coachella and I was there. I think I might have told the story how I only had like my one lens, mm-hmm. 16 and 35. But every photographer that was in the pit there was shuffling back and forth with her. She moved to stage left. They were going to stage left. I knew I wanted one specific shot. And I knew exactly how I wanted it to look. And I just posted up and waited in the center. And first everyone was there. So I couldn't get to the center. And I had to be in the center because I had to get as close as possible with that lens I had. And then everyone moved and I, I took that spot. And then they just kept moving back and forth and I just waited and I got one shot that worked really well, you know, something that TD would repost. And that shit was dope. And I've and then all of a sudden she brings out a special guest and they're moving all over the stage and I knew I wanted one specific angle and I knew they would come to it. So I stayed there and I posted up and I waited for them to come to me versus me like frantically running back and forth trying to figure right. out when's the when I need to, any moment I can get like I just need to shoot 400 shots yeah. and hopefully one fire. No, I waited and I got maybe like 30 shots from one angle in a 20 second span you know what i mean like that was it let me get 30 shots and see if i can get one that looks fire and i did you know what i mean so i feel like that's important because like back when you said like when you're talking about if it was old town road just a yeah obviously obvious example it's like if you know that song's coming like stay there right and get because that's going to be the money shot because you know you're gonna get lost and you're gonna regret it right. and i feel like that franticness can happen with fo- photography because like songs can be passing you and you're like fuck i haven't got anything dope and one thing i've definitely learned as a bonus tip is like always keep your head down like for me it was like th- even when you're touring with the, like and you've done the show 20 times like you can there'll be shows where you're like 10 songs in and you're like i haven't gotten shit that's good today right and i w- and you could either give up in that moment and start just like pouting or you could just be like keep your head down and keep like trust what you're doing and keep moving and every time i've done that i end up with some of my favorite shots at the end because it's like it's so overwhelming and it's so there's so much pressure and you get in that that framework where you're like oh, I don't know where to be. I just need to like start firing or you just like trying to figure out where to be and you're all in the wrong places. But mm. like there's so many more moments to happen. And if you keep your head down and keep moving. Right. Then. And don't think quanti- like quality, what am I saying? Quantity, fuck. It's not like I need to have all this shit covered it and I need the best shots of every. It's like just focus on getting a few of your best moments and then move forward. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's all it is. I also think like if you think of uh, like Zoe, Rain, and how she was touring with Macklemore and you have to strategize what's the illest moment of the set. Probably when he, this motherfucker jumps down into the pit and gets up on the barrier and then he goes out and levitates above the crowd because they all hold him and he performs like an entire song that way. You know what I mean? He, he didn't always do that. And then when he started doing it, it was like, oh shit. So now you have to strategize like, how do I make this look the most epic as as I can, like, how can I make this shit look so insane? And you could do it from multiple ways, but you could plan it out. Like if I'm on tour with Macklemore, I'm going to think, all right, I want one shot. That's obvious where I'm standing on the barrier and I'm shooting behind him and you see the crowd and you see a light spotlight on him and it looks super huge. I could do one from the stage where I get a really wide shot. Maybe one time I try to go in the crowd and me plan it with Macklemore and say, yo bro, come out here to this spot and I'm going to have like a fish eye and I'm going to be in the crowd where you go and I'm going to get a shot like that. 
which I don't know if I've seen any of them shoot that shit, but like, right, that obviously be, obviously be sick. Right, so that'd right. be dope. So it's like coming up with ways to think and you know stick outside the uh, the rest of everyone that's shooting the same shit. You know, what I mean, you only have so many options to try to figure out what they are and and nail them out. Let's get to the last two. Uh, can you re- can you read this one? Yeah, because this goes off what I just said. Number step uh, tip number three is get off stage. I don't know why I cannot fucking talk today. This is amazing. Uh, coffee it always gets you yeah i know well i had a fucking caffeine headache yesterday because i didn't have anything uh number three get off stage and get in the crowd so exactly what i was just talking about i don't know if i've seen anyone capture that dude doing that shit in that way before and it'd be very hard to do you know what i mean you have to hope that he can like somehow crawl out to you but think of ways that you can just shoot this show from different perspectives that no one else is thinking of. I think the worst thing that happens to people that are limited to three songs in the pit is that the venue also puts restrictions on photographers who are not allowed to bring cameras into the venue beyond that point. So you're kind of escorted back to your bag area. You're supposed to drop your camera off and then you're kind of like shut down, you know? And there are some rules. You're not allowed to shoot artists beyond that point and you just have to face it because the bigger the artist gets, the more um, PR there is and you may get in trouble for shooting them in general. If you were to go shoot someone, you know, Lady Gaga or whoever, and they say, I only am allowing these photographers to shoot me in the pit for the first three songs and after that it's over with. She's going on the belief that she's saying, I'm comfortable to get sweaty now and look crazy beyond these three songs and no one's gonna capture me in an ugly way that could you know, deteriorate my fame or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And then you go out in the crowd and you're trying to be interesting and you get your shots and um, maybe you're new and your shots aren't that great and then you post them and it somehow it goes viral and it's an ugly ass photo of whoever the person is. And then that looks bad for them. So that's why they try to restrict people being able to capture certain things and monitor what they're doing. But there are cases where no one gives a fuck about that shit. They may kick you out of the pit after three songs, but they might not give a shit if you have your camera the rest of the show. So in those cases, I would highly suggest you go out and try to get every other angle from the venue. When I shoot for any artist, it's, yeah, I get it. It's cool to be on stage. It's cool to fucking shoot from that point of view and get that shit. But after a while, and I know Daniela talks about this in his podcast that we just dropped this last, this week. Um, he says that the artists like to see themselves in, in the production that they bring to set. So it's like going out and capturing what the actual production might look like. You may have someone that's just boring as shit and they're just standing on stage rapping. You may have someone that's put, put a million dollars into their lighting setup and their lighting looks crazy. Um, regardless, it's just finding this interesting angle that you can get by getting off the stage and going in the crowd and going in around the venue and finding new angles, go up into a rafter, go up into whatever you can find to capture, use a fucking t- photo mask, like finding new ways to shoot other angles besides just the pit could help build your resume and showcase like new, like I don't know how many times on Q's tour, I would literally go and same with B and J, but it wasn't as insane. Q's tour was like getting up to the front with my camera and weaving into the crowd and literally moshing with people. And I would bring my DSLR with a fisheye and I would literally try to get interesting shots from this crowd, like this moshing pit to try to show the chaos that happens inside of a schoolboy Q show. You know what I mean? Right. To find ways to add video or photos, whatever it is from that angle or put a GoPro on my head and go mosh with the kids or B and J's tour. I tried to run in with the people that got let into the venue first and they would literally storm the stage and I ran as fast as I could with them, but had the GoPro to show a perspective of like what it's like to be a fan. Um, I think a lot of people get way too comfortable and just chill on stage or chill in the pit. And then they just kind of like, well, that's all I can get. Yeah. I feel like this is a good, a good, uh, not even only for photography, for video, especially but like 
I feel like part of your job is to tell the story of the show, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, artists want to see themselves. I feel like they also love to see fans and the people real truly enjoying the show or going crazy and like seeing that emotion and some yeah. of the most impactful stuff you can get is of the actual fans that right. are going nuts right you know and seeing their perspective of the show but also like i know that i would like i always want to tell us you want to tell a story if you're only one shooting for artists if you're shooting for a publication or if you're shooting for the venue or whatever you should i feel like it's a good practice to try to tell a story with your photos or your video especially right so it's like if you're shooting your photos and every single photo is of the stage or of the artist it's like cool but like what actually happened mm -hmm. right versus tell, having an album that has really sick fan shots of them going crazy like for the perspective of the fans you have the wide uh above venue shot you have the behind the shot behind the you know a fan crying because they can't believe they're seeing their favorite artist play tonight right. you know some a pair of tickets from the show something that puts a timestamp on it like textures of a concert like what is a concert like someone had to get there someone had to build out a stage if you have access to get in early like maybe you could show production happening that the, the whatever being built maybe you see the front the uh, marquee or whatever like with the name on the shit like finding cool ways to shoot that shit it's like those things are are just as interesting if not more interesting than seeing the artist because the problem with seeing an artist that's on tour or at a festival run is that their fe their shit looks exactly the same every time so not only are you shooting them doing the same thing every night at whatever your venue capacity is all of them are getting the same exact content as you you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they have cell phones my iPhone X Pro 11 thing is fire shit. 11 thing. <laughs> it's so fire that my photos are going to look pretty good to show what it's like for, you know, whoever performing with Pyro or whatever. So, yeah, your shit might look a little bit better. Yeah, your shit might be the thing that the artist posts. But after a while, you're shooting the same show. So now what can you do to try to bring out other elements of what a show is? You know what I mean? Run around outside with the, with the fans before a show and just showing, like, people waiting in line and show people, like, uh, in the rain with umbrellas waiting for a show like they're that's fucking crazy that people will sit in line for eight hours ten hours sometimes a day or two days waiting for a show to start you know what I mean like documenting that is an interesting way to uh, build your clout and build like show showcase that you can really document as a create a, a photographer or videographer whatever document what happened that day that's key as fuck because you're right then it's just a show right like it's just like what's the story behind it or what right but um, all the elements that you can capture, I think just, just like add more depth to what you're providing, I think. And that's how you separate yourself. Totally. So then number four is, this goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier with, uh, like how you could get the advantage for the set list. Like, for, right. Definitely. I think all this, all of this has to do with, number four was. Okay. all of this has to do with, it's all a common theme of separating yourself, giving yourself an advantage in limited space with limited time. Right. You know what I mean? And we, you know, we all love to do this, but there's a million people doing what we want to do, right? So how do you elevate? It's by being different than everyone else, not doing the same shit everyone else is doing, doing things that are different. Number four is be friendly to security and introduce yourself to staff, which is like not a flashy tip, but it's super fucking key, I think. Well, and I've seen so many people walk around like they own the place, right? Like when you walk around like you own the place, a, yeah, it can kind of allow you to bypass certain things because people just assume you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. Totally a fuck with that shit. Like, I fuck with that shit 100%. Yeah. If you think you can get down onto the field for the fucking, uh, I don't know, NBA championships or something, and you just walk like you have fucking power yeah. and shit, cool. You might get slide in. I know people have done that shit. But I think also there's a respect thing. Like if, if you are 
you know, getting into a venue, the first thing you should do is try to meet everybody. Like we said earlier, you could have access to like the front of house people, all this shit. Hey, what's up? I'm a, I'm a local person. I would love to someday tour with an artist. Like I would love to, you know, shoot the shot, show any tips you could give me on like the best moments to be saying mm-hmm. stuff like that is super key. Being able to go and meet if you're around the artist at some point, become friends with the security, try to be very nice to security. Let them know you're not a weirdo. You're not a threat. You know what I mean? You're not going to shoot some inappropriate shit or try to capture stuff on the fly or don't be on your fucking phone. You know what I mean? Get off your phone. Yeah, don't be Snapchatting. Don't ever fucking post right. on unless unless the vibe is set to do that shit. Right. But no one wants someone that's just trying to get the quick clout around them because then you're possible you're you're able to possibly leak some shit of them. Right, doing and something then they, they, they got to be on guard. And then yeah, like, no one wants to be on guard and fucking feel weird. So, uh, but just try to be as as delightful to be around as possible when you're in the environments that uh, that shit becomes a key, right? Like that is a key to be someone that people are kind of like, oh, yo, I've seen this kid floating around all day. He's pretty cool. Like he doesn't bother me if he's over here shooting anymore. He's been so nice and that everyone's kind of gave him access now. And like, yeah. you just kind of learn who the person is. Um, that That's helped me a million times, especially 100%. like Chris, like we do Chris's documentary and we're shooting his shows, but it would be, it'd be random one-offs it wasn't like i was part of the tour or anything but i started to learn certain people and i could be able to say like oh this this and that or when i was there early i'd start meeting all the right people and kind of set it up where i'm like oh this is the person that guards the entrance to the the pit right and i don't have the right you know bands and all this shit because i'm just it's one day and we you know we got our, our access we know how people are no matter what access you have people will fuck with you and it's just like i'm gonna at least try to meet these three people one good instance of this which is crazy um to think about uh who is rtm i'm marlon no rtm on tour who am i thinking of right now so, sylvia no gucci no uh then there's, there's the last one there's only three so I'm, I'm, i got two of damn three. i can't even think of who it was oh my god uh it doesn't matter this is a bad story anyway but there was a case where one time i was shooting a show i met someone I met someone at B's camp. I can't even think of who it was, right? This is at Coachella when I was with Kendrick. So I met that person and I was shooting for Dot and I'm the only, his only guy with Parsons, right? Mm-hmm. So we have two all access passes at, somewhere over there that were just for us. All access, everything I have access to, right? And I'm in the pit and I go back and I'm trying to stand up on the riser thing, uh, that the barricade and I stood up there to get a shot and this dude pulls me down and then uh, I'm like kind of arguing with him. Like, this is what it is. He's like, no, nah, you have to have a green band to stand up a foot on this thing. And I was like, this is crazy. And then they got into it with me. Right. So I, at, at that point I was like, fuck this spot. I'm going to this spot because Kendrick did this thing where he left the main stage and they ushered him quietly through the crowd somehow into this thing that rose up in between everybody. Were you there for that? Yeah, but I was you watching as a fan. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like there was like a cage that he was in. So at one point they put the black uh, blanket over him and they hauled him over there. I knew he was going to be there. So I rushed over to that spot and security was crazy at this point because the the, the artist is there. Right. So this dude starts yanking me out of there and and I'm arguing with him. Like I need to shoot this. this, There's only like three songs that he's here. I need to get this fucking shot or I'm going to get like, I need to get the shot. And as he's arguing with me, one of these people, like I had met him earlier at Kendrick's house and, and became cool with them there for like a second. And then he like vouched for me and I don't know how they believed him or whatever. Like, yeah, no, he's good. He's supposed to be here, but he was in such a VIP spot that it was like, all right, well, these are the people and that shit saved my shot. Right. I got the shot because of that. I was literally getting, this dude was three times bigger than me. You know what I mean? I'm getting right. pushed out and that guy saved me because I built the relationship on the fly 
to be able to say, oh, it was Alan. That's who it was. I was like, dude, who the fuck was yeah, this? I, I would know it wasn't Marlon. Alan. And Alan was just at Kendrick's house and then that shit happened. I was like, that saved me from getting kicked out of the pit and that just goes to show me saying what's up, being nice, cool, whatever. I didn't I didn't plan on him seeing him again that night. Right. Well, what do you, th- what, do you think it would have helped you if you knew you were going to get that shot and then before the show you went and found the security around that cage area and would have said, hey, so I'm like, totally. so I introduce myself to my Ben Haggerty, blah, blah, blah. I'm totally, but you can only go so far at festivals. I'm saying, but like, we're trying to give him tips. Totally. You think my, that would be a tip, good move. My tip is, my, my what I'm saying to you is that when you're around people in whatever your environment is, you never know who's going to play a part in that. You can try to introduce yourself to all the security possible, but these security just came from a fucking, what, whoever else was performing at the other main stage and got shifted over because Kendrick shit was so cracking that, well, by the time they're halfway through the set, a whole new flux of, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so at festivals, the tip would be there's certain guys that are in charge and girls that are in charge of districts of security, right? Like there's a red shirt guy that may be in charge of this flock of nine yellow shirt guys. And that's the person you want to try to meet. So yeah, it would be better if you can walk around and try to talk to everyone there. It's super key. But like I said, like, yeah, so obviously much it's unfeasible, but I think like the, the whole moral of it is the idea like if you're able to create some type of human connection with the people that are going to be against you mm. during the show and they know hey this person's nice we've been, he's introduced me already because i can't tell you i just happened to me too but like i've had security guards that you're not supposed to be standing up on the barricade but me and him had a cool conversation when i was just chilling in the pit before mm-hmm. show and we kicked it a hit it off and he's like he like lets me up like you're fine like, right but no one else can right it's because instead of being like instead of him pulling me down and me being mad at him because he's just doing his job you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was nice to him already then you get advantages right. you know what i mean but i do think one of the things I always, you said a long time ago that I, I liked was like, some of the best shots you get are when you send it and you, you ask for, for, you know, you ask for forgiveness, not for permission. You right. just go out and like, that's, if you're going to do that, then having people at least kind of like think of you fondly is important. I feel right. Like. And there's been some times where it's like you get in a spot where you didn't have time to prep for that and you right. get in arguments with people and you have to try to like hop a fence or do some fucking wild shit. And that's just you doing what you got to do to get the shot. But it, it always helps to just, you know, do, right. do the, the like in the, in the, in the field episode, you'll see with Levi, you'll see, you know, he gets into a spat with the security and it's really funny, but, but that's real. That's that, really that's, what that's happens. Really what happens. And that's how it, it, it goes down. And I'm, I'm sure he had no time to ever go over to that girl. But I also wonder if she, he would have went before the show and said, I'm Levi Turner. I'm the official photographer, blah, blah, blah. So then when she came, when she saw him already shooting, she has a pre knowledge because she doesn't know that this guy, he has to explain to her that he's the official photographer. I'm, I'm the guy. And they try to kick him out. But, but also it, everyone's the, the, everyone says they're yeah, that person. Well, you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? So regardless. That's how you secure the bag is right. by having prefaced it before. Regardless. If she, if she would have known kind of, and he, she, he was nice to her and she would have known she had a good friendly conversation with this guy and he's already confirmed to her that he's this then mm-hmm. maybe that conversation would have went a little differently right but either way go watch it because it's funny totally well um, and it's just the reality so right. but this is a good way to get around that because levi may have talked to everyone he could and that chick may have just not have been there until right, right before or, the show or started. it's the dude it's the other dude and he's like and he's like no i'm the i'm the in charge that girl does this and, it, and i'm telling you you can't be here and then you're fucked so regardless you're probably still gonna be fucked but exactly just be nice all right cool that's it for this episode um we also had another in the field episode. It's a two part actually, where we sat down with director Michael Bryan and VFX artist Kavika Bonas and talked about how they created this new music video for Cal, who's originally from Time Flies, um, that debuted a couple weeks ago. So check out all the in the field episodes. We have a, a playlist on our channel, and we're about to get to the iTunes review as well as the question of the day. What is the question of the day actually? The question of the day is from Jack Attacks. 
Jack attacks. This Man. is from our discord, by the way. So if you're not in our Patreon, uh, if you join our Patreon, you'll be able to ask these questions of the day and we will answer that shit right now. So in our discord, Jack attacks asks, um, what are your opinions on packing up all you have and moving anywhere, not just LA and how do you prep for that? And I mean, in hopes of further developing your career. I mean, all you, there's a doc called minimalist on Netflix, which everyone should check out. Cause it's just a good refresher on like, you don't need all the bullshit that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly suggest checking that out. Matt made that shit. He has a great YouTube channel. Uh, but in my opinion, you're moving. So bring the key things that you need to do your job, what those are, move with those. And then you can add on. Cause sometimes you may be moving in a small place. You can't bring your fucking cool ass desk that you have in your, wherever you're from or whatever, you know, anything that you're thinking of that you can't bring a mad huge jib that you may have built in college and you still have it or whatever the fuck. So just bring the essentials of what you need to build with, uh, you know, for the types of jobs you do. And then you can build from there. You know, maybe you, maybe you set a time where you could go back home and grab more shit and bring it out. Like you didn't have like your, you moved out here and slept on the couch. So you only brought a couple things that would work in your bag that you could still get your job done. And then now that you have your spot, next time you go back home, you could bring your like computer monitor or whatever, all the other shit. That but you I can't because I can't fly with it. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, you, I, could you, pack it, to, you could pack it. Right. Regardless, bullshit. I, you came with minimal stuff. I think, something that helped me too is like I had before I moved I was lucky to go on tour so when I came back I had only lived in a suitcase for a year and you really realize like hmm half of these clothes I haven't worn in a year so I obviously don't need them mm-hmm. so get rid of those keep it minimal and you can always add I feel like that's key because if you come trying to move especially if you're trying to move across country and you have so much shit it's only you're gonna have to find storage you don't have to you don't have the flexibility of like sleeping in someone's place because mm-hmm. you have to have a car that keeps all your shit what happens if it gets stolen right. all stuff yeah um so hopefully that answers your questions. Definitely take the leap and just uh, tread lightly. Let's go. This is the iTunes review of the week. If you leave an iTunes review for us, you have a chance to get some of these black and cream stickers that we uh, don't have in the store anymore. So we'll ship those out to you uh, if you do this. So this one goes out to um, make yours known. That's his or her Instagram channel and they said five stars they said listen to black window cream is like having a mentor in your pocket the information provided is priceless if i'm ever in a creative rut listening to this helps me feel inspired and reignites the fire to create dope content besides giving pointers tips and tricks these guys interview people heavily involved in the scene that many photographers videographers look up to if you're going oh shit if you're looking to learn listen to content be entertained and have a leg up in your career black window cream is a podcast to listen to shout out to the to the boy or girl i don't know makers know shout out to you for writing that we appreciate that and uh dm us your address so we can send you some stickers cool that's it for this episode sorry it's kind of long um we'll try to get these back down to like 30 minutes again but uh i think these are great tips i don't think anyone's gonna complain honestly i don't either but that's our goal so um cool New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We'll see you next week, you bitch.